0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, I am your host Lewis Hayden and this is the CEO Secret Weapon Podcast. The go-to podcast for business leaders and their teams where we explore the world of human potential, the specific strategies you can take and the mindset of elite performers so that you can harness the same tools and achieve more of what's possible in your business and your life. So today's podcast is titled How to Find, Hire and Build High Performance Employees. So who's it for? Well, entrepreneurs, business owners, the CEOs, managers and employees so it doesn't matter what level you're at because if you're on that journey to go in the next level you're going to need these skills okay so make sure you grab a pen guys make sure you grab a notepad because you're really gonna have to take some notes on this one and it will be a game-changer for your business future So before we dive straight in, just a reminder, and that's our why behind this podcast, is we want to make more of an impact in the world for everybody. So who can be the CEO, as we mentioned, right? The CEO can be you, the business owner, or it can be you, the employee, right? Because you're the CEO of your life. The CEO Secret Weapon podcast is giving you the tools so you can thrive in whatever position you are and be the CEO of your life. So with that in mind, this podcast is free, but to make an impact, we charge a fee. And that fee is, look, if you're the boss right now, give it to one of your employees so it may help them be the CEO of their life. And if they do, then they win. And if they win, you win. right? And if you're the employee, do it the other way around. Give it to your manager. Give it to your boss. Because if your boss can start to start thinking how they can make you win, then everybody wins, right? So it's a win-win all all around if we do share and spread the love of this podcast. And like we say, the reason for it is me and Stuart are the experts in our field when it comes to business coaching and for Stuart, when it comes to expert mindset of, of elite performers. And we want to give that information out there. So remember to share it with somebody that you could help. So back to the podcast title, how to find, hire, and build high-performance people. So look, from all the businesses that I've worked with now for the past 10 years, uh, and my own business as well, the own businesses that I have, is that, look, you're going to get the systems in place. You're going to get the structure in place. You're going to get the processes in place so the business can start to run. Okay, So we always look to the systems first before we look to the people. But when the system is right, and everything is is in, is aligned, okay? Then then you need to find great people to manage them. And uh, the, the hard skills and soft skills in business, right? The hard skills, thinking about the you know the sales, the accounts, the, the 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 processes, the operation side. And then there's the soft skills, which is the you know the people, the HR side. Now the thing is, is that the soft skills are the hard skills, right? They're only the easy soft skills until the people show up, and then they become the hard skills. So if you're not good at finding people, hiring the right people, and then building them up so you can retain them people, not just retain them, we don't just want them sitting there, we want them becoming high performers. High performers not just for your business, but high performers for their life. So we've got to get really good at this management and leadership side. So if you listen back to the previous episodes where I spoke about the structure and the ladder of the CEO ladder, at some point, we've got to get leverage, okay? Otherwise, it's just you doing all the work. And if it's just you doing all the work, then there's only so many hours that you can do, okay? And the reason that we go into business in the first place is for a better life. And if the business is taking up all your life, then it doesn't matter how much money you make if you haven't got the time there then what's the point, right? The business is the vehicle for your life. And by the way, there can be multiple vehicles if we start to think this way. So there is a mindset shift in this as well, okay? We need to start thinking a little bit differently around it. So if this business is a vehicle for your life, what comes first, your life or this business? So now we've got the the process and the systems in place, I'll have you. Because they're always improving, right? Are they actually written down? Before we even think about getting great people in there, we've got to have great structure and great processes in your business. And that can take a long time. That's what I do a lot of coaching around. And we can get the strategies from some of these sessions as well. But hey, look, I'd love to sit down with every listener right now and them tell me about their business and come up with specific strategies. But I can't because this is on a podcast, right? So all I can do is give you the general ideas of it. And then we break down and go, right, this is what needs to be focused on. And I'll do a whole day, an alignment and strategy day with clients when they come onto the coaching journey just to nail this down of what this looks like so we can start to make it right for their business. So this isn't just a case of let's just find a load of high-performing people and throw them in a pot because, yeah, they might perform for quite a while. But if you imagine that you've got a great um, five-star Michelin chef and you throw them into a business model that looks like McDonald's, you've got a high performer that is fitting into a business that isn't right for them, yeah? So we've got to make sure that we're finding the right structure for your strategy. So there's no point just going on to Google and saying, hey, look, give me a business plan, give me a marketing plan. It's going to be so generic, and that's not going to work. What we need is what works for you. I was speaking to a client the other day. And we said, hey, look, here's this model. And in that model, the the, the CEO and the two um, C, COO and C um, chief sales officer, they turned around and they went, that's not going to work. I went, yeah, well, why is it not going to work? So, well, because in our industry, this, 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 and this. And they were spot on. And I said, well, what you've highlighted there is your actual problem is if you can find a way of how this does work in your industry, when everyone else is turning around and going, that's not going to work, then that's your unique selling point. That's your unique business point, okay? Because you've figured out how something can adapt to this model, which is a proven model to work. So rather than turning around and going, I know this won't work, opening the mindset to new ways of thinking is the way that you would accelerate above everybody else. Because most people out there, 99%, are also saying this won't work. So if you figure out a way that it will work, yeah, and that's what we do in the sessions when we speak to each other one to one. If you do want to have a chat with me on this, by the way, you know, we can direct message or um, speak to me on Instagram or LinkedIn, then happy to do so as well. Um, but we've got to figure out a model that does work rather than saying, I know this doesn't, because that's what 99% of other businesses are saying. So if you can figure out how it does work, you're ahead of the game. So that was just a little quick recap. A positioning really that it's not just about finding, hiring, and building high-performance people. You've got to have the right business to to have the people in. Because if your business hasn't got structure and it's not got its <laughs> if it's not got its stuff together, then you're gonna put a high-performance person in there that is, is going to sit there and go, what, what's going on, right? They could come in then and start running themselves in their own little business world thinking that's the way to do it. High performers are going to come in with lots of great ideas, right? As, as the business owner and the CEO, you've got to be able to make sure that that person is structured to how your business works because you're the person that knows how this works. And if you was to grab a lot of people Lots of high performers. Here's the danger. You put five different high performers in from different other different businesses, they're going to come into a big pot. They're not going to engage with each other. And then they're not going to know what way to go. Yeah. Five leaders go in different directions. No. You're the CEO. What does a CEO mean? Chief Energy Officer. You've got to direct the right direction of travel for the business with the vision and the mission. Yeah. And then align everybody to this is where we're going. Because even though they might have the best ideas, is it aligned to the idea that is your right for your company, your company's direction, your company culture? Yeah? Because if you think about it, right now, how do most people, business owners, start a business? They're the best person at doing a certain job. They could be an architect. They could be the best architect doing something, right? Uh, or a plumber for example they could be the best plumber and all of a sudden they've got to grow the business because there's so much demand but they're still the best plumber they don't need to be the best plumber anymore they need to be the best manager to manage the other plumbers to high performance yeah so it gets very difficult here because it's a mindset shift that we have to start to move into if we want to try and find hire, and build high performance people we need to start thinking like the ceo now and not like the employee that is doing the work, right? But the danger here is that we step back in and go, hey, look, you know, um, I thought this person was a high-performance person and they are a high-performance person. It's your model that isn't right for them. Your model of not just how to do the work, do the plumbing, do the architect work. This is that the model isn't right for how to manage these high-performance people. So we've got to start to learn this stuff and make sure that we're applying it in the right structure before we before we turn the tap on of finding high-performance people. Otherwise, one, they might not be um, completely functional, so there might be a dysfunctional team, might be a completely functional person, but a dysfunctional as a team member. And secondly, we may have them now, but how long will they hang along if they're completely fed up of the way that you're running the business because you're not managing it right, or it hasn't got the right structure? Okay, so spending a bit of time on this, ladies and gentlemen, because it's critical, right? And this stuff you can just do now, yeah? We can get the processes, we can get everything in place before we turn that tap on of finding. And hey, look, if you're finding hiring people as well and building people, that's an expense. One of your big expen- biggest expenses is going to be your, your workforce and finding the people that cost a lot of money. So we'll need to make sure that the business structure is right for finding, hiring, and building high performers before we even think about turning that tap on. So in later episodes, I mean, (laughs) this is the thing, and we speak to Stuart as well. As we talk in the episodes, we unfold bigger things that we need to look at. And what we just mentioned then is... What are your succession plans for your employees? How do you make it a win-win for everybody? How do you make sure that the structure is going to be sustainable growth, that you can then even take more people on for the future? And what's your vision, mission, culture? It starts to unfold lots of new stuff. But this episode is specifically about the find, hire, and build high-performance people. So let's talk about that then. I mean, let's start with the find part first then. So think about it as in, you know, what would you do if you were the sales and marketing manager? Well, what you would do to start with is that you need to find some great clients to work with and there's two strategies for that, isn't there? There's the push interrupt the push strategy, which would be to interrupt somebody's day, you know. Hey, you know, I see you scrolling through Facebook here. Have you looked and checked this ad out? Oh, you're watching the middle of a video on Facebook. And all of a sudden, an advert comes on. You're pushing into somebody's day, okay? So there's a push strategy in sales and marketing. There would be push strategies in um, in recruitment as well, okay? Finding people. We could talk about that. The other side, of course, is the pull strategy, pulling people towards us. So in sales and marketing, then that would be having a nice-looking website. So when they go onto Google and they find on you on the SEO, then they're coming towards you. They're choosing to come to you. So what we need to do here then is if we're going to find great people, is a a hybrid of both, push and pull, okay? Because there could be great people out there. So we need to start thinking of different strategies. And this is what we would do as well is sit down and go, right, what are the different strategies? But like I say, I can't speak to every one of you right now. So it's finding the right strategies that's right for your business because one won't work in another, okay? So we have to test and measure it and make sure that it's right for you. But for the podcast... Um, let's just come up with some ideas. So let's say that there's a push and pull strategy for finding great people. Well, what this would look like is let's go with the pull first. If someone's going to come and work for you, and they're a high performance person, it means that they're a high performance business at somewhere else, either in their career or in their life. So what would a high performance person do? Well, they want to make sure that the decision's right. So they'd probably do a lot of research on your business. So the first place they'd go is, of course, your website. So, if I was to look on your website right now and go, hey, hey, Bob, hey, Claire, um, show me your website. Oh, oh, you, you know, no, no, just show me your website, be really clear with me up front. And I landed on your website. Would you say that it was the right website to be hiring and recruiting high performance employees? Would that high performance employees go, wow, I want to work for this business? Yeah to be honest with yourself how would you rate yourself out of 1 to 10 if you was a high performance employee and you was landing on your website how would you rate it okay there's just 1 what else could you do for pulling well the next thing I'd want to know is now they've got this website what are the other employees saying about this business so why aren't (laughs) we do it in marketing well 10% of business owners do it in marketing or 10% of businesses do it in marketing we do testimonials right So why don't you do testimonials around the team? What are the other team members saying? What are they like on LinkedIn? You can go on there and get completely honest feedback by just looking at some of the people that work on your LinkedIn and see what they're saying and just taking the essence of their posts and see if the essence of that post is a positive essence or a negative essence, right? It just gives it all away. So that's something that you could do for pull. is get more of your team members becoming raving fans about your business Get your website sorted, very clear. There's plenty of other strategies. These are just two. There's hundreds and hundreds. But we haven't got time to go through that today, okay? So what about push strategies? Well, push strategies could be the, you know, I've got clients that are recruitment consultants and they do a lot of push strategies where they would reach out to people and just say, hey, look, I don't know if you're interested in this, but there's something to come up and you could be right for it. That's a push strategy. What else is uh, more subtle than, you know, doing things like that is... Let's get the team together. Here's the positional, uh, the position that we have. And by the way, we talk about positional contracts. And what a positional contract is, is really outlining what that job description is and also um, how that person wins in it. So key performance indicators, but key performance indicators, not just to check in with them, but by saying the key performance indicators are a checklist that when you reach this target in these KPIs, that you will start to succeed. So this is your succession plan too within this positional contract. Again, another podcast, because it opens up a whole new can of worms. So the push strategy for that could be, hey, look, we've got this positional contract, we've got this job description, who, let's get the team together, who knows somebody that would be great at this job? Yeah, it's a start do a brainstorm, get lots of ideas about different people and then start to qualify them out. And it doesn't matter if it comes to anything or not, it's the 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 whole thinking around it and bringing a team together then starts to attract new ideas and something that you as a CEO, manager or an employee might be missing, yeah? So there's some push strategies because then you could turn around and go, Hey, would you mind seeing if he's interested? So you write a job description and you send it over to them. And it's just the start of some push strategies. Again, we're talking one or two strategies here. There are hundreds that we'd we'll talk about depending on the right, depending on what strategies are right for what businesses. But again, I'd need to talk to you about that. So let's look at the hiring stage, okay? And this is really interesting. Look, it's twenty twenty two. Right now, if you think that you can use the same strategies from the 1980s, 1990s, even the early 2000s of how you interview people, you are sorely mistaken if you think you're going to get high performers using those strategies. Listen, business owners, listen. You are not in control anymore of the people that you get on board. They are in control whether they choose to work with you or not. Yeah? They are in control, you need to sell to them and they do need to sell to you too because of yeah, look, if this person is clearly lying about what they're capable of, then we need to make sure we're getting the right person. All right, okay, so you are in some control but I'm talking high performance, right? A high performance person is going to be the person that's in control, okay? So, and in control of their life, in control of their decisions, they've got plenty of options. So why you, why you? So if this person's coming in then, what do they need to see to know that it's right for you? So what we need to look at there is what is your hiring strategy like? Talk me through how someone goes through the experience of when they first touch base with you to when they first sign the thing to go, hey, look, I can't wait to get started with you, right? How are they excited if it's just a normal, boring HR meeting or with meet the whatever it is, right, it's not going to work for a high-performance person. That person is going to be spending 40 hours of their life in your business, and they can choose where they go. So again, depending on your business, depending on your industry, depending on the people you're looking to attract, there are different strategies of how you would structure your sales process. Why am I saying sales process? Because you're selling to this person. So why treat it any different than how you would a customer? Okay. In fact, the person who's about to join your business is an internal customer, not an employee. They're an internal customer, right? And if you're an employee listening to this right now as well, then your boss is also your internal customer. So it works both ways round. Okay. You need to sell to them. Why? Why you're worth this, and they need to sell to you. Why the job is worth this to them? So it's still a sales process, right? And what remove the word sales from it? You're just looking for a win-win. Does this vehicle, the business, provide you with the vehicle that you need for your life? Yeah? And look, it's not just about the money, is it? In fact, if I look at all the high performers that I talk with, they don't do it for the money. They do it for other reasons as well. Is it the right fit? Is it the right culture? Does it keep them inspired? Does it keep them growing? Does it keep them interested? Does it make them wanna get out of bed every morning? Because if they go for a more higher paid job, which is just another couple of thousand or even 10,000, even 20,000 extra a year, then I've met people that turn around and go, I hate this job. I don't know why I did it. I just did it because I had my blinkers on looking for money, but now I'm working more hours, I'm doing more stuff, I'm taking more pressure on, I'm taking more stress on. The whole rest, remember back to the start, the business is a vehicle for your life. What do you want your life to look like first, and then choose the vehicle? And that goes for business owners, they get to shape the vehicle, but as an employee, you get to shape your vehicle too. So personally, for for people that I employ, then I would look for them to go, hey look, what do you want is the question I would ask, and let them come up with the plan. Show me the plan of what they want, and if I think that their plan fits in with my plan and how we can align the two together, then it makes a win, right? And for me, that's what a high-performance employee would look like, is to go, this is what my win looks like. What does your win look like, buddy? Let's align them together, and if, that, if the business is a great vehicle where everybody can win, then it makes sense to work together right not just here's a job package with a few more extra bit of money on the on the end of it uh, which is a lot of uncertainty around it it could be another 10 20,000 a year job but with with what sort of um, what are you going to have to sell yourself to do there you know you could be selling your soul for something that you don't want to do just for a bit of extra money now here's the thing the money it doesn't matter how much money it is there is always the the desire to earn more. So in the 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 sales process are you selling to your new employee the the wage package or are you selling them the vehicle that allows them to be successful? So personally I'd want to see a succession plan rather than this is just the next job. Because if that's the job then you get into the job and then look for another one because eventually that money's not going to be enough because you want to progress. So think about it. What are you actually selling to the employee and employees? What are you actually selling to the business owner? Because if you want to make a lot of money in that job, then you've got to show them how they can win too, yeah? So just some thoughts, again, I need to sit down one-to-one depending on the business owner depending on the business, depending on the employee and what's right for them. So just remember, this is a generic thing, just to give you a different mindset around thinking a little bit differently about how you find, hire and build high-performance employees. So we've found some great people. We've hired some great people due to our fantastic new marketing and sales process for internal customers, not external customers, employees. Okay little bit different level of thinking. So the next step is, how do we make it a win-win where we can have that employee person and the business growing together in the right direction? So if you look at the different science around this, we're talking here about human capital. And human capital influences the financial capital, Okay. Financial capital, you can throw a lot of money at stuff. Human capital is that, sorry, you can throw a lot of money at stuff and you can kind of replicate something that another business is doing. Human capital is a lot harder, but you can start to train people so you can replicate stuff as well. There are other areas to this capital, by the way, and that is social capital, which is very hard to replicate now, and also psychological capital, which is almost next to, impossible to replicate so if you can get the other capitals in your business as well you get complete competitive advantage right another podcast again so let's talk about how you build high performance employees then so for a high performance employee they have come and joined them using your vehicle for a reason so i'm really surprised actually and this is a fantastic coaching question as a coach and it's really clear and to the point just ask the question what do you want? What do you want? And I don't mean that in like what do you want. I mean it's a genuine question, okay? What is it that person wants? What is it that you the CEO wants? What is it that you the manager wants? Get everybody together. What is it what is the direction of travel here? Where are we going? Okay? What does the business want? What does the if the business could talk or the corporation or the organization could talk, what would be saying? It would be saying, feed me, feed me, yeah? Mm-hmm. Feed me with something that can keep me going and growing forever. A vision of where the direction it's going, a mission, the culture, the financials, the structure. The business would be talking. So there's a few different parties here, isn't there? There's the employees, there's the managers, there's there's the, um, you know, all the, all the business leaders, the CEOs, and the business talking, right? So we've got to make sure that we're asking that question, what does... The business want. What do you want? What do you want to different parties? Because if we can get all that clear on a you know, a plan, then we all know what a win looks like. We all know the direction of travel that we need to travel for us to win and succeed. Otherwise it becomes a nine-to-five job of sitting there and staying the same, not learning new stuff, and a very mundane world where everything just remains the same. And then we just hope that the, you know, the finances or the revenue has been good this year. Okay, for me, that doesn't work as a business owner, right? and for business owners, listening to this as well. How exciting does that become for employees and managers listening to this right now? How exciting does that become to just sit there and hope that things are gonna get better? Well, I don't like, yeah, I, I don't like leaving my chances to the, to the economy. I want to take control. I want to take ownership and responsibility of what the outcome is. And for that to happen, there's one thing that's for sure: if you're not growing, then there's only one way that you can go. Because every well, it used to be every two years. I think it's like six months now. For every two years, all the knowledge that we've ever gathered about any knowledge at all doubles. That's incredible. So if you think about this on a, on a graph, right, the graph is going so steep because we've got new research, new knowledge, new intel and everything that it's going so steep that in two years the knowledge has doubled. So think about an area in business, an area like marketing, an area like sales. There's new research coming out all the time. So if we're not learning and growing with the new findings, some other company will be and if it's another company that is really on board with the growth mentality it's just a matter of time before that business just absolutely goes into the stratosphere and leaves you sitting behind so why can't that business be you and your people so when I work with a lot of businesses, if you think about the organisational structure and you've got the CEO and above that you've got the shareholders and um, below the CEO you could have the you know the the CFO, the CSO, the COO and then you've got the managers and then you've got the um, the different area managers, you've got the, the supervisors, you've got everything that starts to go through this, the organisational structure what they would do with me is say hey look we need a, an executive coach here as well so i become a, like a imagine that structure they just put another box on the end of it and go right executive coach and what that does is it gives everybody a go to airing board or coaching board where they've got someone that they can move towards for their high performance so this is what a lot of businesses do with me and they do it with Stuart as well you know but especially like the big areas of mental health coming in Stuart doesn't just do high performance mentality he also does the things that could be getting in the way the interference yeah so the reason I'm telling you this is because a high performance employee needs this environment Okay. It needs this culture of support around them. And something that I would do is just become an executive coach in there to offer this sort of support so people can become at their high performance more often. Because remember, this back to the podcast title, how to find hire and build high performance employees. We don't just need to find hire, hire them, we need to retain them. So if they're not at their best all the time and they feel a little bit bad and it goes down a, a, a spiral... Of, of negative thoughts then that person, you could lose them right, so all the money and all the hard work is, is, well is it for nothing, I wouldn't say it's for nothing because there's always learning in it and growth in it for the next one but it'd be really nice to start keeping people as well and not just keeping them but them stepping up and moving forward in their world which would be a win for the business and a win for them and that's what I do as executive coach and what Stuart does as well but for, for this podcast, thinking about how to build high-performance employees, I'm just going to get straight to the point right now. Now you know what they want. Where's the plan? Where's the plan that takes an employee from high-performance to super-high-performance, Yeah, from good to great? How do you find that, that essence of what motivates and drives them, right? Is your structure right in your business to support that essence? Because if they're not, if you you've said it's all there, but really it's a bit, you know, you look under the hood and you're pretending you have got a Ferrari, and when you open up the hood, it's a, you know, an old Citroen. Then yeah, they're not going to hang around long, and it's not congruent. And if it's not congruent and um, you know consistent growth that you're offering them and building them, they'll just become part of the. You know, part of the furniture. And and that's not good for a high performer. And personally, you know, I wouldn't want to be around that environment either. So, have you got some ideas from this podcast on how to find people? How to hire people? How to build high performance people? Yeah? Take the things from this podcast put it together and i told you at the start of it you'd going you're going to need a pen and paper right <laughs> there's been a lot covered in this and this is all about the structure really and also how you can start to think about it a little bit differently so you can get high performance people and you can become a high performance business owner ceo and a high performance business yourself hope you enjoyed the podcast catch you in the next episode You have been listening to the CEO's Secret Weapon Podcast with Lewis Hayden and Stuart Walter. For a deeper exploration on the tips and strategies and tools discussed in these episodes, please remember to subscribe and to tune in to the future episodes as they come available weekly. So click subscribe on your audio device now.